to always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach. And I'm Zar. All right. It is time to talk about gaming news, boys. And as always, it did not disappoint. We've actually, you know, honestly, with all the COVID stuff going on, there's actually been a decent amount of good news to talk about lately. There's just been weird off the wall stuff happening. And then like all these companies are having their presentations. There's lots to talk about. Yeah, it's really nice considering we started this podcast at the beginning of COVID. And so most of our first episodes are like, yeah, the news kind of sucks today. Things are getting canceled. Games are getting delayed. So this is a very nice positive change. (laughs) It is funny that we started this podcast at the beginning of a pandemic and it still hasn't stopped. Isn't that funny? Six months later. <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny about like four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then it stopped being funny. And now it's getting kind of comical again. <laughs> yeah, now it's getting funny again. All right. So we've got a big episode today. So let's just start getting right into it. But first, the itinerary. What are we doing today, Zach? Well, guys, I had to squeeze this one in because it's pretty packed, like you said. First, we need to talk EA. <laughs> and it's my favorite time to talk about EA. Yeah. Oh, then we're going to talk about Fall Guys by Developer Digital. Then we're going to talk about Nintendo Surprise Game. They went uh, full of... Uh, they pulled a Paper Mario. <laughs> oh, fudge. And then we're going to talk about Crash with a little bit of Sony mixed in there because JP loves his Sony. Yeah. And then that's it. That'll be it right there. Plus the game And the game out. releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry knows what's going on. Yeah, don't forget <laughs> about the game releases. All right, so I've never seen Zach so heated up about an article. So, Zach, honestly, take it away, man. I want you to talk about EA and what's going on with them. Yeah, that's what you want. All right, so <laughs> EA executives are kind of under a little bit of scrutiny right here. Article comes from The Techie. It is by, I'm going to make sure I say his name right because it's hiding at the bottom somewhere. Oh, by Paul Curtin. So... Paul over here is filling us in with some of the things going on with EA and specifically their stocks. So shareholders of a gaming company, Electronic Arts, have profusely rejected the company's executive pay plan to basically, they got outvoted that EA's um, top CEOs would not receive special stock bonuses. So basically what was going on is EA, um, I don't know if they have some kind of normal like voting procedure but basically their shareholders came together and they were like no you guys don't get the special stock increase um for reference um the executive one of ea's chief executive officers andrew wilson pulled in 21 million this is just compensation like not like his actual pay right um he was paid 50 percent more than a median ceo peer and i don't know if you guys know this but ceos already make fat bank Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, all is good in the world because at least EA is kind of getting a little bit crapped on where it's like, hey, we should use that money to make 
I mean, in my ideal perfect world, more video games, but maybe it's probably going to advertising or something. I don't know. What's your guys' opinion on this? More microtransactions. God, EA is the notorious company in recent times that no matter what bad happens in the world, like this pandemic, you can just take a little bit of joy from watching them get slapped down time and time again <laughs> for their bullshit. Because from loot boxes to grubby executives, like these EA executives were just trying to pick at all of the stockholders like, hey, hey, microtransaction, give us like each of you give us like $1.99 a month and, you know, then it'll be all good. We'll be all kosher. Oh, God. But no, like, what the hell, EA? They are the most money-grubbing company out there, even outside of video games. Like, all they are interested in is taking as much money as feasibly possible. And so this, this article just tickles me watching them get bitch smacked by their own stockholders. I mean, the fact is, when it comes to EA, I've never seen a company that makes video games that puts less love into what they do. That's the bottom line. And I mean, like, first of all, EA Electronic Arts, they're the big makers of like all the big sports games, obviously. EA Sports. Syndicate. Ah. Saturday mornings. (laughs) So like all the the Madden games and like all the sports games. Yeah, that's all made by EA. And those are some of the easiest games to make. I'm sorry, but all you have to do is make a roster of whatever people are in the NFL or whatever that year, maybe throw in a couple new features, up the graphics a little bit, and you've got a game. No, JP, you you actually have to take away features so you can put them into microtransactions later. Oh, yeah, my bad. You sell the, you take out features that should be in the game already, and then you sell them back to the consumer. And you have to cut the roster in half and then release it in microtransactions over a period of about two years. Even when EA actually gets their hands on something I would consider pretty special, like for example, they they always do like the Battlefront, like the Star Wars Battlefront games and the like things like that. They've done Mass Effects, they've done Titanfall, they've done Dragon Age, they've done a lot of cool stuff. They always find a way to ruin it with microtransactions every time, every time. It's such a scam. The way they run yeah, their business. We already we already took sixty bucks from people, and we have about sixty more bucks in DLC packs. How can we make more money on games that were released four years ago? Right, and it's just, I've never seen a company dedicated to making video games that puts that puts less love into it than EA. It's, it really feels like they churn these games out in a machine. Like there, it just feels like you're playing a factory oriented game. Mm-hmm. And I just find it so ironic how the company with the sleaziest business practices in gaming is like, hey, we deserve to make more money. And the shareholders are like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the good rebuttal at the bottom. We value the opinion of our shareholders and the board compensation committee will take their feedback into account as part of our ongoing evaluation of our compensation programs. EA said in a statement, we work constantly to make electronic arts a great place to be and work for our people. And in highly competitive talent markets, we work aggressively to keep the great people we have. (sighs) So basically bullshit. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) It's just a, it's just a bunch of BS. Like 
businessman jargon. We value the opinion of our shareholders and the board and compensation committee will take their feedback into account. That's a bunch of bullshit. They're still going to line their pockets with their own pay, regardless of what the investors say. Exactly. Oh my God, that rhymed. (laughs) Good job, (laughs) Zar. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. (laughs) It's just, I don't know, man. It, it, the whole thing with EA always makes me mad to the point where I tend to avoid EA games because I know that it's just going to be poop. It's just going to be a bunch of poop. Yeah, really, though, I mean, they have they have made some fantastic games in the past like Mass Effect and even Battlefront was great. Uh, the multiplayer is still very, very pay to play. But the second one, they really corrected a lot of those mistakes. So. EA has had a lot of potential in the past, but time and time again, we just see this greedy attitude and it's the only video game company that has this much greed and it just really detracts players from playing their games. Look, I understand that the point of any business is to make money, but I mean, like there's so much more I th- where they failed to what they failed to understand is that if you just put more quality into your game, that's going to result in better sales. And therefore, you know, you make the same amount of money, but you do it with a much better reputation for your company. They just see the value in those extra dollar ninety nine charges that are basically mandatory to play the game. It's, it makes it infuriates me, Zach. I mean, as a Nintendo guy, you hardly ever deal with EA, so you've got a very unbiased opinion of what's going on here. Uh, Nintendo, 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 Nintendo. No, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I hate EA. Like, literally, they're just the scum of the earth, honestly, because like they just take away features and they want you to pay more. And so, anytime I can, you know, find an article that just says, "Hey, like, kind of get a little bit of that karma come back to you." feels good absolutely and so as a final note i hate you ea (laughs) (laughs) why somebody has all this power have to use it for evil ea get good take cranky's advice ea get good (laughs) (laughs) my good all right well we're done crapping all over ea um Next, we're, we've got a little bit of a funky article. Who wants this guy? I'll take this guy. It's all yours. So our next article is all about a recent game called Fall Guys. And it is De- Devolver Digital's biggest launch ever with over 100,000 players on Steam. Wow. And this article comes to us from GetHype.com and is oddly also written by Paul Curtin. Wow, (laughs) really? What a coincidence. Paul is hiding behind the curtains in our episode tonight, guys. (laughs) Gonna have to follow him on Twitter. Paul knows what he's talking about. Okay, I think that's just uh, the guy who does the scripts messed that up. I don't think Paul Curtin wrote the uh, EA one. That's my bad. (laughs) Whoops. Well, Paul Uh, Curtin definitely wrote this one. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Anyway, so... Uh, as of Friday, Fall Guys, um, available on Steam, hit a peak of 114,000 concurrent players on Steam alone. Wow. And is currently number four on Steam's list of most played games. And so that makes this the biggest launch from Devolver Digital to date. Um 
and now for those of you out there who don't know what Fall Guys is, I looked up a little gameplay trailer of this because I was really confused myself because it's a family-friendly battle royale. What? <laughs> right? It doesn't make sense. But it's essentially like Mario Party and the TV show Wipeout had a weird love child that liked to dress up in costume. <laughs> oh my God, that's I, I amazing. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So up to 60 players compete in a massive arena where they perform specific tasks. Like maybe it's reach the other side of a bridge, but every time you step on a block or any player steps on a block, that block falls and is unusable. Huh, and so obviously okay. the one at the back of the pack is not going to make it across the bridge. Yeah. And you're just competing like that in in these little fun family-friendly games. There's no beating up your opponents. There's no weapons. There's no killing your opponents. It's just good old family fashion. Push everybody out of the way to get to the end of the line. <laughs> the art style is what's really drawing, drawing me in too, because it's got like, you know, it's super colorful and it's just got that cartoony stuff. I really like, it's just, it, it, it reminds me a lot too of this game called human fall flat that came out a couple of years ago. That was super yeah. popular, except like, that's just, I don't know. This looks really, really great. Real talk. Before I came upstairs to like get my podcast stuff together and start talking with you guys, my brother and my dad were playing this game downstairs. My brother, my dad, and my uncle were all playing this game downstairs and they were having a great time. <laughs> I was like, what is this? And my brother's like, dude, it's full of guys. It's great. That's awesome. Can't say, this game is popping off right now, which is awesome because it's an indie game. So like... Yeah. You love to see it. It's a feel good story. It's super hype. And this is another game where skins equal wins because skins equals wins. There's like over 400 different costumes in this game. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I like it. it. It looks like a lot of fun. If you really want a good game where you know your kid isn't going to be trash-talking people on Fortnite, this is the game to get because this looks like endless fun and it looks like a no-stress multiplayer. You know, it's it's very competitive because it is a battle royale, but it's not that adrenalating, heart-throbbing, last-man-standing type multiplayer. This is a very casual, fun setting, it looks like. And... Uh- I mean, like we're talking right now, it's number four on Steam. But I mean, I think it's hysterical looking at the top five right now. Number one, Counter-Strike. Number two, Dota 2. Number three, PUBG. Number four, Fall Guys. And then Grand Theft Auto 5. This actually is really, really impressive. I'm really happy for, what's the name of the studio? Developer Digital. These are guys behind uh, The Messenger, Gris, my friend Pedro, and then the big ones enter the gungeon. Okay, but still, all of those are some big titles as far as indie developers go. So these guys are good for these guys. they're, They're killing it, and they did it again. That's awesome. And what more, this is a direct quote from the article, but what's even more impressive is that Fall Guys is currently $20 on Steam while it's free to play on PlayStation Plus. Oh my God, I'm downloading this literally as soon as I'm done with you blokes. But even for the $20 price tag on PC, it still has very positive reviews. And and the uh, 
launch on the platform has such a high view count that it is it has surpassed Fortnite and Call of Duty Warzone on Twitch. Like this game is completely out of left field, but just shot its way to the head of the pack without anybody ever seeing it coming. That's crazy. Nobody could have predicted this game. That is so great. Honestly, I'm surprised that this hasn't hit the Switch yet. I mean, this has Nintendo it's Switch, Switch. written. Okay, it is on the Switch. Yeah, Good. It came, I think it came to everything. Does it still have that? Does it have that $20 price tag? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's only free on PlayStation Plus. Still, still, though. I mean, God, this seems like a great game. And I love the story behind it. I love to see a little guy <clears throat> competing with the big guys. It's a oh, great story behind this game. Never count the indie developer out. That is when they make the best material. It's like the great Reggie fils once said. Every indie developer or every big gaming company started out as an indie developer. So you need to show them the love and the respect that they deserve. God, the man, the myth, the legend, Reggie. Oh, hashtag legendary. Legendary. <laughs> and that segues perfectly into our next article. You boys ready? Anything else you want to say on this one? Nope. Just congrats to the. I'm sorry. What's the studio name? Developer Digit. I thought it was Devolver. Devolver Digital. Yes, you're right. Sorry. Just congratulations to Devolver D- Digital. You guys hit it out of the park again. And you had recognition before, but. Now you've got something really special on your hands again. So congratulations. And with that, Zach, it's Nintendo time. You guys remember, this feels like forever ago when I was like, oh, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct. It's going to be super awesome. And then we got the Nintendo Direct and it was trash. And then it was eight minutes long. And then you got pooped on (laughs) and punched in the throat. And I got punched in the throat twice. The fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Where's F-Zero? And so anyway... (laughs) With that being said, the game that I I predicted was going to come, it it did show up just at a random time because it's Nintendo, right? Nintendo, Nintendo? Nintendo, Nintendo. I know Nintendo. (laughs) And so anyway, they dropped a trailer for Pikmin 3 Deluxe just randomly Monday morning. So uh, that's got something to look forward to. Have you guys played Pikmin before? I have played Pikmin, only the first one. Do you like it? It really wasn't my style of game. As I said before, I am not a leader and I cannot delegate. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you don't like the game. Shit, all my Pikmin kept dying. I wouldn't even get 10 steps into the game and all of them would fall in a river. (laughs) What the? Come on, man. There wasn't even a river around. (laughs) How did you all drown? (laughs) Zach, have you played this? I have never played Pikmin before. So I am so excited to start my Pikmin journey. I don't know if it's like being an adult and playing out some cash, but like I've like tried so many new franchises since the Switch came out. I've tried Fire Emblem, Xenoblade. I've tried, um, I'm gonna try Pikmin. Now Xenoblade's your like love child. Right. Like mm-hmm. I've just been like, literally it's a Nintendo first party. I'll try it. Let's give it a shot. Paper Mario, this is my first time getting a Paper Mario game. I said the same thing back then was this, the Switch has really inspired me to try out a lot of Nintendo stuff that I wouldn't have otherwise wanted to try. And what's funny, Zach, is a few of those games are things that you just listed off. But I think of the three of us, Pikmin 3 looks like it's going to be my kind of game. I 110% agree with that. You know what I mean? It's just like, because the objective is more like puzzle based and you're not fighting or screwing with anything. You're just leading your little army of Pikmin around and doing various tasks. It, it, I don't know. To me, this just, it really seems like my kind of game. What's going on here? So 
I will. I'm going to pick this up. I, I will say this. And I was thinking about this the entire time I was watching the trailer. But how many freaking times can one species of alien crash land on a singular planet until they put up a sign outside of the planet that says, hey, maybe we shouldn't fucking go here. <laughs> like, seriously, I think no. it's the same planet from Pikmin 1. And I find that hilarious. It's just every time. Well, we left our planet to go explore for new resources, but we crash landed. Well, didn't you guys learn from Olimar? Like, isn't he still shaking in the corner from his experience on that planet with the giant polka dotted butt monsters? <laughs> Well, how many times can Master Chief get launched into space and survive just to come back in the next game? The answer uh, is as many times as it needs to, Czar. Damn it, three, four, three. <laughs> <laughs> can I make more money? Then Master Chief can go back in the in the space. <laughs> halo, 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 halo. Uh, they need to put him to bed. Anyway, but no, Pikmin 3 looks amazing. It looks just like I remembered it from playing Pikmin 1 with all of that wonder and all of the new discoveries that you get. And from the trailer, I, I like I said, I never played Pikmin 2. I played Pikmin 1. Right. But it looked like there were some new Pikmin, definitely some new enemies. And it was still staying very, very true to its puzzle-oriented gameplay style. And... Yeah, I mean, the gameplay is really what makes Pikmin a special franchise in the first place. Um, but on top of that, I mean, like, it, it's what you'd expect another game coming to the Switch would be from a franchise that hasn't been around for a while. Great looking world, you know, just a fantastic art style. I'm guessing it's probably going to be a pretty funny game because that's been Nintendo's big thing is adding a lot of humor to games like Paper Mario was hysterical. Luigi's Mansion 3 had its moments. I think this is probably going to be a pretty funny game. And not only that, I bet there's going to be a lot of references to Nintendo's major first party titles within this game because every Nintendo first party title that has come out i have seen references to all of their previous games at some point in the game for example in paper mario when you save one of the toads that's like climbing on a mountainside he jumps right back up on the mountain and slides down and then looks at you and says oh i really thought i had enough stamina to get up this mountain Oh, yeah, that was good. And I was like, oh, my God, that's a Breath of the Wild reference. Holy crap. <laughs> Zach, I don't think I got your word. Are you planning on buying this game? Oh, yeah, it, it's already purchased. I got it with my uh, Best Buy credit card. Are you kidding one, already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just announced, already bought. A couple days ago when I told him to buy the stand for his mic, he was like, I don't know, man. Well, $20 is too much to swing. Well, JP, see, now listen here, JP. Listen, I get one video game a month. I swear to God, if you ruin this for me, JP, I swear <laughs> to God. Don't ruin Nintendo. Don't punch me in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> so a like, few features that uh, make this uh, Pikmin 3 special. Um, so usually when you see like deluxe, there's like a mixed signal. Cause did you guys ever read the new super Mario bros deluxe? Yes. And yeah. Um, they basically copy and pasted it from the Wii. It would add it in, uh, the purple guy. That's not the case for Pikmin three deluxe. They're going to have fully co-op. So they added co-op to the entire campaign. Ooh. Oh, okay. They, so you can play as Olimar and 
I don't even know the other guy's names. Was Alf? Is it Alf? Was it One of them's Alf. I don't know. They're, I just know all of them are. I only know them as stickers in, in Smash Bros. Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they're also going to have extra prologue and epilogue to explain how Alf and the other... He's like a buff guy. And there's like a, a scientist lady. How they all get into... Um, how they end up in the game. And so, yeah, they have a lot of like extra content in here on this price tag. And I, I assume that since I was the only one who owned a Wii U, <laughs> that most of you will be able to enjoy this new content and basically a new game. So, yeah, that's my sales pitch. I ready? think that's pretty stellar. Come to Switch, extra prologue and epilogue is always good. I mean, you're kind of right, Zach, in that sometimes Nintendo throws that deluxe that quote unquote deluxe experience onto these games. And then sometimes you get just, you know, an average kind of adventure, but I really hope that they throw in a lot of features with Pikmin because I want them to give it the animal crossing treatment. I want them to polish it and make it look good and get everybody on that hype train for it. Now, to be fair, comparing anything to animal crossing is not fair because that game became a freaking phenomenon, but still I'm just saying (laughs) I do have one kind of, Uh, closely related question for you guys. That is an examination of a couple articles that we talked about previously comparatively with this current article. What's up? So they basically pulled a Paper Mario. Pikmin 3 is coming out next month. They announced it just a couple days ago. How do you think the fans are going to react? Because everybody was outraged that they didn't get to see the new game. Like Zach was up in arms going like they have to show something. They have to do something very soon. And obviously they had that schedule of I'm sure months in advance. They're like, yeah, this date, we're going to post Pikmin 3 a month before it comes out. Get people hyped cool but with all of the internal leaks from hacks that they've had recently like i in my opinion i kind of think that people have been really pissed at nintendo for certain reasons one of those reasons being their lack of communication with the players yeah so how do you think that this trend that Nintendo is kind of setting with Paper Mario, Pikmin 3, we'll see if it happens again, where they tweet a game that comes out a month later. How do you think that's going to sit well with the fans? Zach, you go for it. I mean, I think they're pretty hyped. I, I don't think this is, I think this is more just like COVID's kind of screw with Nintendo. So any first party Nintendo thing, they don't want to tell you it's coming and then not have it come. Nintendo's not a company that's going to tell you about a game coming out in 2015. And it's not going to come out till 2020. Um, I'm going to knock on wood for Metroid Prime 4, though, because that is the one exception. Um, That's a really good point, and I'm glad you answered it like that. They do play their cards close to their chest, which really pisses a lot of people off. But I think this was more of just, hey, like, we're making sure it's coming. October 30th is later than I thought it'd be, to be honest. I thought this would be like a September game, an August game. So fingers crossed that Super Mario thing is real. But uh, we'll see. I think so, too. And I mean, like just the fact that, you know, after how disappointing the last Nintendo Direct was, we made we all said that, like, all we really want is news on what we have to look forward to. And that's exactly what we got is a little bit of Pikmin 3, like a week and a half after the last Nintendo Direct. I mean, it's Nintendo's confusing to me sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. And you struck a good chord there, Zach, that Nintendo is a company that plays their cards close to their chest, but players and fans of the company can take pride in the fact that 
when they when Nintendo says that they are going to do something, it happens. Like I don't remember virtually any point in my life when Nintendo delayed a game. Xbox and PlayStation always delayed games, but I don't really ever remember Nintendo delaying games because they've always been so sure about their market. Technically, Animal Crossing was delayed. New Horizons was? It was. It really? was. Pushed back. It got pushed oh. back, but again, again. But that COVID, was because of COVID. Uh, exactly, exactly. And that's why I'm not going to hold it against them. I pushed back in like November. Oh, yeah. So what the heck was that all about? Okay, well, maybe I'm just dumb then. <laughs> I think it got it got pushed back for developmental reasons, but Zach, for the most part, is 100% right. I mean, look at Persona 5. God, this is my that, favorite episode, man. Just keep saying that word. Hmm. Oh my, <laughs> Zach's head's going to get too big for his freaking body. Can't get much bigger. Uh-huh. okay so like look at a game like persona 5 that game was literally a meme because of how much it got delayed it was delayed by like three or four years don't even get me started with the kingdom hearts franchise well they were never delayed they just weren't announced (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point but my point is that zach is absolutely right i like that nintendo isn't making promises that it's gonna make a game and then like not release it for a few years. They're being reasonable about their announcements. And I really do respect that. It's just like, we all want more transparency. Yeah. And Nintendo is just like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) They're just like, no. (laughs) You want to know when your game is coming out like a year in advance. But honestly, I'm really getting behind this month before announcement. It's kind of, yeah, you know, it's they're they're sure that it's going to come out because a month before your game comes out, it's done and it's ready to go. You're just waiting. So, you know, it's going to hit the market and you don't have that awkward waiting period. Like I waited two years for Fallout 4 every day playing Fallout Shelter in hype for Fallout 4. And it was fucking miserable waiting. (laughs) Now we only have to wait like a month and a few days for this game. I I can get on board with that because that reduces my anxiety. So go Nintendo. (laughs) Did we talk about that? What's the release day for Pikmin 3? October 30th. Yep. I'm picking this up. This is my kind of game. I already know. I'll try it, but I'm ultimately going to murder every Pikmin I come across but accidentally. All right, Captain Falcon, calm down. Man. <laughs> <laughs> my Pikmin! No. All right, we've stroked Zach's ego long enough. Can we stroke mine? Yeah, we... <laughs> Here we go. I really don't... I really wish I didn't use the word stroke so much. Anyway. <laughs> Where's Xbox? Where uh, where's Xbox? Where is Xbox? That's a great <laughs> question, Zara. Can you answer it? Because we don't know. I I <laughs> cannot continue. What's going on next? All right. So we finally got an announcement of another great uh, PlayStation IP. Well, one of the best, to be honest. Crash Bandicoot. We have a new gameplay trailer. As we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. It was talked about, it was speculated, but it finally got officially, or, um, God, why can't I think of the word? Announced? Announced, thank you. Why couldn't I Reveal? think of the word announce? Reveal, either one. Unveiled? Should I continue the thesaurus? No, 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 <laughs> shut up. Thank you, Czar. <laughs> okay, 
So Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, got officially unveiled about a month and a half ago. And the hype was real. One, because Crash Bandicoot, it, for kid, for people like us at this point in our lives, Crash Bandicoot holds such a nostalgic, great place in our heart. And then you start playing the game and you're like, oh my God, I want to chuck my controller so hard that it rips through time and space and hits myself in the head from 10 years ago. Because that kid's stupid. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. The point is that Crash Bandicoot is a great series for PlayStation. It's one of its oldest. Crash Bandicoot was literally created as a way for Sony to compete with Mario because Mario was such an iconic character and then Sega created Sonic and then PlayStation created Crash Bandicoot. And he's had a bunch of great games since then. Yeah. And we finally have some more of a gameplay trailer for what uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 is going to look like. And it looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, it looks very nostalgic. And in the trailer, they even said that they wanted new players to experience classic Crash with new twists. So it is the same heart pumping, rage inducing perfection platforming game that it ever was. And it looks incredibly Mm -hmm. frustrating but so fresh. Like, I never thought I would be so happy to see a sequel from a game done in, like, 1993. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, it was, like, 1993 to 1995, somewhere in that avenue. But it looks the exact same way as the original games as a comparison to the, you know, revitalized trilogy that came out a few years ago. And I, I love that. Because when they took Crash to the alternate universe or whatever, all of the random crap that they are scrapping and ignoring, they they brought it back to such an original, awesome title. Because you're absolutely right. Crash was PlayStation's answer to Mario by all rights. Hell, Crash even had his own kart racing game. Yeah, you're not wrong. And party game. And party game. Yeah, you're not wrong. And some people really enjoyed them. He was PlayStation Mario. So it's so awesome to see classic Crash Bandicoot brought in for a new generation who is just going to fall in love with this crazy Bandicoot all over again. Although my one criticism, I will say, I would be better impressed with the name. It's about time had Plants vs. Zombies 2 not done it about six years ago. Because their title was exactly It's About Time. And it was a pun because the sequel needed to happen. <laughs> and it was about time for a new Crash game to come out. So that's the, that's my only complaint. It wasn't a creative title since Plants vs. Zombies did it. But other than that, I am incredibly hyped and if I ever get that PlayStation 5, you best believe Olzar is <laughs> going to get this game foist. So let's talk about the gameplay trailer itself, because I mean, it. how many more times can we talk about how beautiful ga- these games are looking without it being terribly impressive anymore? I wicked mean, shiny. Yeah, uh, it is wicked shiny. It looks good by all accounts, but what Crash Bandicoot does with its sequels is like, It keeps the same Crash Bandicoot formula, but adds like, you know, new mechanics and does a really good job of like giving you the old Crash with like new stuff that's going on. I don't want to necessarily use the word gimmicks because gimmicks can kind of come with a negative connotation, but 
you know, in my that's kind of what they are. They're gimmicks, but they're still good. Like, there's a lot of great stuff happening, especially with this uh, gameplay trailer. You see a lot of new things. Zach, I saw that you made a few notes here um, in the script. Talk about some of these new masks. What's happening with that? All right. So with that focus on like that precise platform that Sora alluded to, you know, stuff that makes you very angry. Um, God, I was sorry. Total side tangent. I was playing Crash 3 Warp today and I was fighting the third boss and I think I died like 18 times. I, it's just something about like Crash. It's literally just trial and error sometimes. Yeah, you're not I wrong. I swear, like the little speck of Crash's toe, even as like touches a laser beam he gone he, he's just yeah he gone anyway zach uh what were you saying about some of these newer features in the game all right so basically there's a few new things the first thing they talk about are masks and i really like it because there's four masks but they only tell us about three so you know the last one's gonna be dope but the first mask is ika ika who gives gamers the ability to instantly flip your center of gravity so I'm trying to think, you remember the game that had like the panels like up and like up and down and you would like go up and down the stage? Huh? Um, I know Ratchet uh, and Clank did that with their uh, grab boots. They okay, had so that same style platforming. It's been done before, but it's still like a really cool and like how they have it going is you're going up and down, like literally just the press of a button and it looked very intuitive and it looked neat. Um, and then there's Kapuna Wa, who allows players to slow down time. I thought that was really cool. Again, like I'm actually, it's like light mode Jack from Jack 3 JP. It's pretty sick. Very cool. And then you have Lonnie Loli, who allows like to phase shift elements in out of existence. So you can like shift on like platform. There's kind of an outline to where you think a platform is supposed to be. So it's not totally like out of the blue. Ghost platform. Yeah. And then obviously that fourth one that we don't know what, do, what it, it will be yet, but you imagine it'd be something pretty dank. I have speculation on him, actually. If you watch the trailer, you see a different mask that you don't see around Crash at all when they talk about um, Cortex and whatever the dude with the clock on his chest is. Not Flava Flav. <laughs> whatever those... <laughs> whatever those two uh ultimate villains are who you're tasked with defeating there is a mask that floats around them and i think that's the fourth mask they're talking about the one who revived the dude with the clock on his chest or whatever just speculation yo real shit though like that's the boss i just killed that took me like forever to kill just saying so god damn i started this. the time guy yeah the time guy <laughs> So the masks are a really um, interesting introduction, like a new mechanic, because it honestly is surprising to me that it's taken them this long to try out new masks, because Aku Aku, I believe that's the first mask. They've had him forever. Oh, and yeah, he's the, he's the god of the world. He's always yeah, by Crash's side. What have I got? A few other cool things. First of all, I see that um, at one point in the trailer, they like show you that you can change like your outfit. I think that's really cool. Um, so like you're going to have like different skin, you know, because skins equals wins. I liked that, but I didn't like how much they tried to make it sound like they invented the wheel. Like, oh, yeah, you guys remember from Crash Warped when Crash would hop on a motorcycle and put on a leather jacket? We brought that to the new game. I don't know. I think it's cool. It is. Like, it's, it's a cool, cool. feature. Like, yeah, it's sorry, very you're being cool, a hater, dude. It's cool. I know, but like even the destroyer destroy all humans remake like i've been running around in a killer clown suit from outer space like that's that's how games 
kind of try to stay fresh in modern times is give you those extra skins to play with dozens of different looks through all the levels. It's just, it's one of the new ways to up replay value, I think is what they're trying to go for. And I appreciate it, but I just don't like how they said, how they were like trying to imply that they invented the wheel with that. That's all I'll say on that. Wow. All right. All right. Well, there's that. And let's see what else. Some of the, so I talked earlier about how like Crash Bandicoot, it's sequels like stay true to what Crash the gameplay is supposed to be, but with just new mechanics added. And if you go later into the gameplay trailer, there is so many weird and cool things happening, like warping off of walls with this cool, like neon looking city place. There's like this weird splash level where like every time you spin, the world is white, but when you spin, like color shoots out and like that's how you see where you're going in the world. That looks really cool. There's like this like sound wave world when like splashing around the world like with the sound waves is what illuminates your path to show you where you're going. I don't know. They're really getting more and more creative with what they're doing here. And I think Crash Bandicoot does a really good job of using these mechanics and sticking with them without you know, having them feel like they've overstayed their welcome at all. So I just love Crash Bandicoot games, man. They get so creative and I can't wait to not care about any of that when I start losing my mind. <laughs> just say I definitely feel like this game is going to be really hype in the streamer community, especially for what you just said, JP, because all of those extra settings like the color splash mode and the echolocation mode, those are all extra content that are like time trials or perfection perfection rounds so we're gonna see a lot of streamers hitting those bonus rounds and getting a lot of views for it so that's awesome on crash bandicoot's benefit that they are are really gonna emerge in the streamer community i believe zach do you have any final thoughts on this crash bandicoot stuff i want it for the switch (laughs) (laughs) That's it. All All right. Interesting (laughs) assertion, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. So next we have another PlayStation 5 article. Now I'm going to offer it up to one of you two if you want it. Take it. I figured. (laughs) Czar. (laughs) No. Fine. All right. This next, uh, the next thing we're talking about, it's actually an article that's coming to us from earlygame.com from one Mr. Okay, why are they hiding the names of the people who are writing these articles? It's in the article. Here it is. Tasho Taskev, is that it? Tashev, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, okay. So essentially, um, he was talking about Sony patent points to third variant of the next gen console, which could reveal a PlayStation 5 Pro edition. Now, I immediately read this and I really love what it had to say. So let's look into the article a little bit. Here's a little bit of a quote. The PlayStation 5 comes with and without a Blu-ray drive. Apparently, Sony is still planning a third version of the next gen console the more powerful PlayStation 5 Pro. But don't worry, it's still a long ways off if it ever comes to life, that is. So he's trying to tell us that there's a patent available, but just because there's a patent that says, hey, PS5 Pro, doesn't mean it's going to come into fruition necessarily. It's just kind of speculation. But here's, here's why I think this is really cool. I think one of the faults with what 
kind of Xbox Series X was doing was they give you the option of getting the specs at the very, very top shelf, but they haven't necessarily offered like a lesser version of the console that maybe isn't as beefy, but is going to be more like price efficient. PlayStation 5 is doing the opposite where like the PlayStation 5 is going to they're going to have this base model that's less powerful, but is going to be, you know, more cost effective. And then eventually they're going to boost it up to this really juicy version that's going to be able to compete with the full specs of the plate of the Xbox Series X at that higher price tag. Now, what it's up in the air and I kind of want to hear it from you guys on which one of those practices are better. I mean, for sure, it's interesting that we're looking at some specs for the PlayStation 5 Pro. But, you know, do you think it's kind of better to start with the lower price point and then up it if people want or start kind of with the clouds and then bring it down to what people could afford eventually, like what Xbox is doing? So I'm fully on the like board that like the cheaper it is, the more accessible it is, like people are going to want it. Um, I think that's why Nintendo Switch Lite came about is people wanted a cheaper switch. So Nintendo's like, here you go. Um, and I think that's definitely increased in sales. Obviously, you need games. Yeah to complete this picture. So not to crap on Xbox, but it's kind of where they're still screwed at. <laughs> so yeah, I rest my case. Oh, what about you, Zar? I, I, I'm kind of in agreement with Zach. I mean, based off of PlayStation's history, we all knew that there was going to be a pro coming because PlayStation after two, three years, usually re- releases some sort of a pro. Right. Um, but I like the point that you made, JP, that PlayStation has been very open about it. And even in that um, gameplay showcase that they they debuted a couple months ago, they premiered both consoles from launch, mm-hmm. the digital and the original version. Xbox has only speculated like we have only speculated on Project Scarlet. It has not been confirmed. And so I really got to give it to PlayStation for doing that. Right. As far as releasing a device that is up to spec to compete with their with Xbox. I just hope they don't wait too long to release it. I think they they have a very specific window of like a year after the PS5 drops to release the Pro if they are going to try to compete on spec base. And yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and I mean, other than that, the price tag is totally fine. And I totally agree with you, JP. So, yeah. Project Scarlet for Xbox, I mean, like, the patent indicates that there may be a PS5 Pro. Like I said, nothing is set in stone yet. It just means that they're kind of messing around with the possibility that eventually there's going to be a higher-end console. But, you know, they're already shoving such amazing technology into the base model of the PlayStation 5 that everything else is just going to be icing on the cake. I mean, we could obviously do with like a better processor for some quicker animations. Um, They even said one of the big things that PS5 Pro would be looking at is probably more RAM for the console, which makes absolute sense. But it's just going to be a beefier, better version of the console. It's exciting to talk about. It's exciting to see they're already kind of planning like, okay, like the PlayStation 5 is coming out. What next? You know, like they don't want to stay stationary. They keep want to improving, even though the device is about to drop. So 
I don't know. It's good news. It's good news to hear already. And it's really exciting to see. Hats off to PlayStation. They're really planning in advance. You hit the nail on the head right there that they are not even content with a console coming out in the future. They are already looking to the the, uh, past the console release. And I think that's amazing. So good job, PlayStation. You know, like I feel like all the companies just have people. They're always looking into like the future. So. I mean, it's just good to see that they have a PlayStation 5 Pro. It's, I mean, Japan and it's probably in the works. Let's be real. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, and it's not always for sure. Like, I remember that the Nintendo Switch had a patent for a full on like VR headset they were working on. I don't know if you want to count Nintendo Labo. You got it, dude. It's VR, man. Well, you're not wrong. Brings back <laughs> the virtual boy. <laughs> No. Oh, the virtual boy. Make me see red. Yeah, and have a headache too. All right. I actually, for once, got my PlayStation filling an episode. It's it's been nice, guys. Thank you. Thank you for letting me have the spotlight. Sad ring of death. Xbox noises. <laughs> All right. We've got one last thing to do for the day, as always, and it is talking about the game releases for the upcoming week, Zach. I like it when you talk about the upcoming game, Zach. You're actually always excited about it. Are you sure? Because Zara hasn't talked once this episode, man. <laughs> That's not true. I feel like Zara's talked way too much this episode. Yeah, shut up, Zara. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have some upcoming game releases for you, you boys and girls. Thank you to all our listeners. Appreciate all two of you. Shout <laughs> to Krista and Zoe. And Lauren. Yeah, I was going to... I think Chris has oh, three. One. We got three. Oh, my fiance Shout listens. out to Lauren. Lauren, I'm sorry. I'm sleeping on you. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's any more out there, please let us know. And we will give you a shout out if you'd like. Guys, give, uh, give her, give him my phone number. My guy's please. in Africa. <laughs> guys, the guys in Africa who are watching us. Thank you. How did you find out about us? I, I really want to know that. <laughs> okay. Upcoming game releases. Pop-Up Dungeon is coming to PC on August 12th. After that, we have A Total War Saga, Troy, coming to PC on August 13th. This is JP's favorite. Kill It With Fire is coming to (laughs) PC on August 13th. Kill It With Fire! Oh, this is Zara's favorite. I was going to say this fits in perfectly. Eastern Exorcist. (laughs) Eastern Exorcist? When Western Exorcists aren't enough, get your Eastern Exorcist on PC on August 14th. I'm going to need to check that game out. (laughs) (laughs) UFC 4 is coming to PS4 and Xbox One on August 14th. And our hype game of the week is a game that Xbox led on. Their state of, not state of play, God, sorry. Didn't mean to crap on Sony right there and compare it with Xbox. <laughs> what do you what do you even call those Xbox things? They're not directs. Uh, it's it's this week in Xbox is what they're called. Mm, now, see, okay. That's a crappy okay. name. Anyway, yeah, no, this week is a terrible name. <laughs> anyway, thank you for doing that. Microsoft Flight Simulator is coming out on August 18th. 2020 guys that's right that right that's right up here man that's our hype game i played that in high school okay but like this game <laughs> it's like a re-release and like this is what they use to show off like how powerful the xbox series x is and it's coming to pc first so if you got a pretty bombastic pc let us know if have i told you, you about my pc have i told you about my pc all right, so you guys can tell me if this is worth uh, the <laughs> Xbox Series X price tag, okay? I don't it's know. really funny that this is a thing because I just... Dis- 
distinctly remember being in like my shop class in high school on a computer and I would play the Microsoft Flight Simulator and I would set the computer's time to December 24th at like 11.55 p.m. Just so I could see Santa. Oh, oh, oh. You could do that? Yeah, no, in the game, if you would play on Christmas Eve and fly somewhere in, I think it was North America was the setting, you would see Santa's sleigh go across the sky. And so that's what I remember from this game. So <laughs> this game honestly sounds like a like if, if you're into flying airplanes, this sounds hype as all hell. And then if you just want to see the world, um, I'm going to read this description to you. And I think it, it'll just kind of get you salivating just a little bit. So it is a flight simulator developed by a Sobo studio. And it's published by Xbox Game Studios. It is coming to Xbox One, Microsoft Windows, and later will be enhanced for Xbox Series X. Basically, what makes this sim really cool is the ability to like fly anywhere in a world reconstructed reconstructed from high definition satellite generated Microsoft being mapping mapping imagery. That is so cool. Yeah, that's definitely not what I played in high school. (laughs) Right. So when you say that, this is maybe like that, but this is like you have your own computer doing your world. Like this is like stuff you see in those like future movies. So like I'm excited to see how this does and like what it constructs for us because it's all basically AI constructed off images and like I don't even know how this all works guys it's kind of above my pay grade but it sounds dope <laughs> wait you're getting paid <laughs> oh <laughs> why am I not getting paid <laughs> oh well Zach you were supposed to keep it a secret oopsies <laughs> if you guys just take me to Taco Bell twice a week you know I'd be happy <laughs> sorry it's not in the budget man it's just no money coming in <laughs> four times a week bro sorry sorry man the executives just have to get that higher pay shout out ea thanks for teaching us the right way you two are just ea shareholders <laughs> what sorry i was counting my money jp we're still waiting on your on your 50 microtransactions you know they're required this month right Yes, master. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so like, are you guys not hyped for this game? No, like, no, it's not. I totally am. It, you're the more you talked about it, the more I'm like, Zach's right. That you can't sleep on this. First of all, I love flying airplanes. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I've never flown an airplane, but I like <laughs> the idea of flying an airplane, which is why the flight simulator is cool. You will crash a lot because these flight That's- simulators have been very big on accuracy of actually flying a plane. So <laughs> you have to adjust everything. And I remember like the first semester of of this two semester shop class where basically I would just play the flight simulator to avoid actually doing work with like metal and wood and stuff well goddamn and for like the first month and a half two months i couldn't get off the ground because the game is so freaking complicated i i clearly should never be in charge of aviation No, and Zach is absolutely right. Like, people shouldn't sleep on this because it will be something special. First of all, the AI, that sounds so cool, the way it constructs the world. And you know that on Xbox, it's going to look great. You know, on PC, it's going to look amazing, too. Yeah, you shouldn't sleep on this because 
I, Zar kind of scoffed at first and I kind of had the same thought, but after Zach got done describing it, I'm like, damn, I want to play this. That's why I put a 2070 Super into my gaming PC. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. It's no Eastern Exorcist, though. Damn right. <laughs> I don't think this is actually a recreational game by all means. I think this is more of a training game. Um, yes, it can be used for recreational purposes, but I believe that this simulator will actually be used in uh, piloting exams. Well, maybe not the exams, but at least the training. Very, very interesting. Well, I'm sold. I'm getting onto Steam right now. So yeah, if you want your pilot's license, try Microsoft <laughs> Flight Simulator. You're basically a pilot. It just prints off a certification. <laughs> it just prints off a certificate after 100 hours. Like, well, you're pretty much good to you're go. You're good to fly a plane. Take this to the nearest airport. You're hired. Can I have a job, please? <laughs> well, you didn't pass Microsoft Flight Simulator. You saw Santa? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think that is going to do it for this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. It's been quite a week, and I am extremely tired. Same. <laughs> Same. Zach actually has to go back to teaching kids tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Don't make fun of me. I'm doing it. I can do this. Zach has to go back to work. JP, you never stopped working. Oh yeah. <laughs> have I been have I been the idiot all this time? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh God damn it. <laughs> Why didn't you guys tell me? Because this revelation is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> Screw you guys, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, it's time to get out of here. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We will see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. If you liked what you heard, why not follow us on social media? You can find us on Twitter at the Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at the Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at the Game Tea Podcast.